we are activating your unique self-discovery one show at a time. The Orchard of Wisdom Self-Discovery Podcast are at your fingertips, just waiting to inspire and invite you in discovering just how awesome you really are and how to navigate through life in joy, enrichment, personal abundance, in mind, body, spirit, heart and soul. All the people we bring you are here to serve you on your journey of life. Do enjoy our next show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Building Your Business right here on selfdiscoverymedia.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my uh, wonderful guest today is Beatrice Adoloni, originally from Nigeria. She has a wonderful company called Mirror Inc. It's all, and she is the author of Mindless Behaviors, Breaking Through the Unseen Barriers. She's a sought-after business leader, consultant, and speaker, and a first-generation Nigerian-American. A unique marketing perspective gives her, you the ability to recognize the mindless behaviors that prevent us from reaching our unstoppable limits and potential. Uh, she says when we stepped into the biases at a young age and replicate what we see throughout our lives, um, according to Beatrice, we wear masks to hide behind, but we can learn to take them off. Once we do and transform, it is inevitable. In direct, no-nonsense approach, she shares with us the reality of what's holding people back and blocking them from their professional, personal lives. And we have a lot to talk about. And quite mm -hmm. honestly, folks, I don't care what business you're in. First and foremost, you're in the business of self. Who are you? People want to know that you're being authentically you. You're present with yourself. You're not bringing in any garbage or agendas from your life experience. We want to know you are you. So are you truly representing your business by being you? Welcome to the show, love. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. My pleasure, my pleasure. Um, a lot of people have stepped into businesses, you know, it's uh, a dream or a vision, you know, something exciting, or maybe it's popular or it's, you know, they're looking at it from the money side, but what they don't realize all of their beliefs that they've accumulated through their lives, everything that has molded them into who they are today, good or bad is going with them in every aspect of their business. So how did they face that? How did they recognize that in the first mm. place? Yeah, that's a good question. You see the thing, like you said, we're very, we're highly conditioned, right? Mm -hmm. And like, we pick up a lot of baggage along the way. And then I always say we've been handed an invisible book. And this book is like what we carry through our lives. And that's the like manual. what we inherit, the manual, <laughs> the manual that nobody talks about. No. So, and who wrote it anyway? Yeah, who wrote the manual? <laughs> You see, the manual is written by somebody else, um, by somebody that actually thought they figured it out. Yeah. But they were only doing the best at the time frame that they exist, they lived within, right? right. And sometimes that manual is outdated. Mm -hmm. So how do we, so your question is, how do we acknowledge, become aware? And most of the time, I, I was just talking to a fellow friend of mine, um, the house almost needs to burn down yes. before you can actually see its value. Yeah. And sometimes yes. in, um, I, I notice with human beings, we have to be slapped in the face and we have to go through these chaotic moments and like these different traumas to get us through these, to get us to a point of like discovering the lessons 
or repeating the same mm. thing over and over and over again, right? So I feel like some of the ways to become aware is there are a lot of, most people have challenges in their lives, right? What is one aspect in your life that is giving you trouble? And when you, when you identify it, then how are you contributing to this chaos? Yes. That is so we're feeding that is created. It. Yeah. Yes. And we most of the time we're feeding it, yes. right? Somebody can light the fire, mm. but somebody had to keep the torch going. <laughs> keep the flames going. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, th- we don't realize we're doing that, but it's mm-hmm. like, you know, if you get a wound, and it's a sore in your hand, wherever in your body, and you keep rubbing it, and you keep rubbing it, you're aggravating it, mm-hmm. right? And you eventually, it's going to either not heal or become a scar. Yeah. So, you know, we have to be aware that if we keep feeding into that false narrative, then that is what we're putting our energy on, right? And just mm-hmm. because it's somebody else wrote that manual, that was for them, and it was probably dysfunctional anyway. Uh, why have you picked up this manual? And why does it take a cosmic two by four, the burning down of the house, before you realize that you mm-hmm. need to reset and relook at your life in a different way? You see, here's the deal, like even in the business world, everybody wants to escape, for example, everybody wants to escape the nine to five job. Yeah. But they escape the nine to five job to go into working for themselves with the mind nine to five mindset. So now they're realizing they became from, they walked from being a zombie to a slave in their business. And Which actually, that nine to five more. is now nine to midnight. <laughs> right, nine yeah. to midnight, right? Yeah. So instead of so instead of getting frustrated and reacting on the reason why and like reflecting on the reason why they left the nine to five, they they go into business for themselves. And now they work like a slave, wishing that they went back to the yes. nine to five because they haven't figured out the reason why they left in the first place. Taking the same old patterns with them. Right. And realizing they're not working and then blaming everybody else or everything else, except for what the real problem is. You have bought an old mindset with you. Mm-hmm. And that mindset doesn't work in this new paradigm. And if you do not, as you could essentially say, burn down the house, go back down to the ashes and like a phoenix be reborn. You're going to keep repeating the same old thing over and over okay, again, okay. no matter where, no matter what, no matter with whom. Mm-hmm. And I and I just feel that like most people, you can't you can't change something with the same mindset that created it. Right. No. no. And so like one of the challenges with even working with entrepreneurs and small businesses they're like, okay, well, um, I'm doing my own thing. It's my own, but no, it's not really your own because you, you're, you lost control of it yeah. and you never really had control no. of it because you never thought through the reason why you left. And sometimes you find your purpose in like, you know, in the midst of burning down your house, yeah. but at the same time is how do I become free within my life? And most people are slaves to their, to their lives. Yes. And even the people, even the people that they're working with as well. Well, you know, going back to the, to the analogy of the house burning down, let's take, you know, tornado area. 
you know, the house gets wiped away by a tornado and you know there's another one going to come back next year or the year after, yet they build the house again in the same mm -hmm. spot and they don't reinforce it. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, and it's blown away again. Oh, my life is shattered. You've repeated a pattern that made you vulnerable in the first place. And now you've made yourself triply vulnerable, mm -hmm. you know, through the trauma expanding on it. If it, if it wasn't secure in the first place, why are you rebuilding in the same place? Here's the deal. It's the conditioning. Yeah. On the international, there's an international phenomenon. And I know that like when you talk to different country, when you go to different countries and when you talk to different people, it's, our education system is, mm -hmm. it's a rat race. It's mm -hmm. a slave game. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you might as well say there's many mice traps everywhere. And Absolutely. like, there is no substance within the education system. No. Maybe there's some, like, maybe a little bit of substance, but there's no substance. Right? It's, it's, it's more about the conditioning yeah, of the mind rather yeah. than the expansion of the mind. Yeah. So we're not really expanding in a way of like evolving. We actually devolving. Yes. Because if we think about little kids, if you walk them out, they're geniuses. Yes. Right. So it's almost like you're you're trying to protect the children from being something that they from not being you, but they're watching you. So they mimic yeah. who you are. So if you're like the parent and you're the guardian of this person and you're supposed to be their leader. And you're saying, save the children, save the children. You haven't saved yourself. How are you going to uh, save the kids? Amen, sister. Amen, amen, amen. You know, a child, they did a wonderful commercial a while ago of a child mimicking smoking and kind of talking as if she was drunk. And you think, what's this child doing? And then you're kind of seeing the mother uh, and, you know, the party from the night before. And it's like, children are like sponges. They're going to absorb what's around them. So, yeah. you know, it, it is be careful what you expose them to. And, you know, um, I'm a mother of three grown up children and a, a grandchild. And it's uh, I recognize certain patterning that I was repeating from my mother. And I realize, although I wanted to bring them up differently, subliminally, I was repeating that pattern. And until we look at those old patterns and go, look, it didn't serve me when I grew up. I realized that. Why am I imposing it on my children? It's not just a question of looking at it and going, I'm going to, you know, redirect. You've got to delete that old patterning. Mm -hmm. You've got to obliterate it so that it has no chance of coming back whatsoever. Because so much goes on subliminally that we don't even know about. So I think one of the first thing problems uh, or issues that we have is recognizing recognizing what we're doing over and over again and expecting it to work differently. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we need to understand, not understand, mm. not understand. We need to internally stand. Yes. Oh, I like that. Internally stand. That's perfect. What we are conditioned, what the conditions are. Right. So like I have patterns that I know my mother has. Yeah. I now recognize, I know the patterns that my mother have. So I have the ability to change those patterns. Yes. So it will not affect me. Right. Because we do eventually become our parents, but I want to become the best versions of my parents, not the ones that like will yeah. wreak havoc on my life and end up with some of the situations that my parents have got into. Right. Yeah, exactly. And it's okay to become your ancestors. As long as you don't make your ancestors mistakes. 
precisely (laughs) take the strengths leave the troubles (laughs) right leave the troubles it didn't work and like you know we can i mean we could spin this off a hundred ways but you can economics is one thing the economy the government all of the everything around us is based in a reactive sense right yeah constantly reacting to things that's why the violence are happening that's why a lot of the um domestic violence and a lot of the shootings are happening and then you have the news carving our our hearts out leaving it on the dinner table for us to basically collect it I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And, you know, if you were at all as sensitive or you, or any of you have a heart, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're going to be affected by this. You know, I see that the news takes a pimple and makes it a volcanic eruption. Right. And it's like, ah, 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 this is happening. That is happening. And it just stirs us up and we never settle down. And we know, we know for fact, when you are in a state of crisis or upset, everything about you contracts. Mm-hmm. Everything. The oxygen, the, the chi, the energy, no, nothing, nothing works. How can you have clarity? How can you be present when you're in a state of clenched? And this exterior noise all the time is clenching people up and they don't know how to unclench it. Take that breath and just be present with themselves. I always say... One second at a time, one mm. minute at a time, yeah, one hour at a time. That's been present. On it it must been be present. present. Yes. And another thing is that we live in a very, um, our society is so slow, like in a sense of like slow to learn. <laughs> that one too. But like we abuse time. Oh yeah. As if we have infinite, as if we allegedly have infinite amount of time, which I can, we can argue whether time exists or not, right? But for us to value time the way we have, we abuse it. Yeah. And so we waste it. We waste it on moments that don't even matter. Like, and it's very unconscious. It's just almost like, I quoted, um, there's this book called the instant millionaire mm-hmm. and um i feel like his name is robert oh god i think robert fisher is his name and i was reading as i was reading the book he says if you're not doing what you love you belong to the living dead mm, i agree and like yes. oh, oh yeah like, it shoots you in the heart oh yeah it's like you're it's robotic like, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you're robotic i i 100 agree with that because uh, you know, I, I draw the analogy, people are probably sick of me doing this, but is, uh, you know, we're each an instrument and part of our self-discovery is to discover what our instrument is. What's our gift? Mm-hmm. What are we here to learn? How we learn to play it? And then which orchestra do we join? Where as individuals in, 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 our, in our gifts can harmoniously come together and play in a way that resonates out as an invitation to others. We are meant to be collective, but people are clumping people collectively together without taking responsibility of their own self as an individual. Mm -hmm. What we bring to the table is what we're serving. So how about we serve something better to ourselves so we can bring something better to the table? So one of the things I noticed is that we need to understand that we're all human. I feel like if you talk to different people around the world, they're um, around um, 
from different people on a regular basis, you would think that we have 7 billion different races on this. Yes, planet. I know. We all believe But the it's same. only one race. I know. It, the human race. And, you know, it's just like our food, our fruit, our, our music taste, everything in life. Diversity makes things more exciting. The right. different cultures that are around the world makes things more exciting. We learn from each other. Imagine if an orchestra was all made up out of violins. Right. right? We are meant to be different instruments. That's what yeah. makes it interesting. That's where the creativity comes from. Yeah. So why are we so hung up on differences? You see, the, the reason why we don't we hung up on differences is because we haven't seen each other as human. Mm. So I don't think from the inside that, like, out, not the from outside the inside in. out, right? Mm. And I had a conversation with a friend. Hopefully, it's you or not. Can <laughs> 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 she look at this? <laughs> What's no up names now? mentioned. No names mentioned. No man. No <laughs> name is on But. We were talking about the even the healthcare, and we were talking about like she said, well, everybody's different. Everybody's body is different. I say I understand that, but don't we bleed? Don't we? Yeah. Eat? Don't we stand? Don't we walk? Don't, don't I we said, poop? Can, don't we poop? <laughs> like we shit, right? Yes. So and we're I sometimes said, full of it. <laughs> yes. But we get sick. Like yes, she said. So I sat there and I said. How many races exist? I mean, there might be more extraterrestrial, whatever. But yes. how many races do you see? He's like, well, two genders, and we are the human race. I was like, oh, so how is the treatment different from body to body for the same disease? Right. Right. Like, you got a point. <laughs> and I was like, so I mean, there is some, there is some level of people. There's obvious logic that we have not taken into even account for even the level of awareness. It's almost like if you want to hide something, hide it in plain sight because nobody can't see it. Oh, oh God, I hear you. It's in here. It's in front of you. Where? 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 <laughs> you know? And especially when it comes to common sense. <laughs> and it just seems to elude people altogether. <laughs> we have I, to complicate everything. I know. Yeah. Why? Do we feel that we're more superior by complicating things? Do we feel mm -hmm. that we're more worthy by compl complicating things? I have an 18-month-old grandson, and when I watch him play, when I watch him go through life and just watch him discover, he mm -hmm. is present. And in his discovery and what he's learning to do, he is present. And as he is present, he's learning more and more and more, and he's getting more and more joy out of it. And we've forgotten that joy that gift of being present was mm -hmm. so busy looking outside for approval mm -hmm. or permission mm -hmm. or to validate something that we've forgotten how to be the beautiful essence we really are. And we're, we're I mean, we're quite dynamic. We, we are. are beautiful and we're very powerful. And sometimes we give our powerful weight to things that don't serve us. And like, Probably I feel all like the time. We, yeah, most of the time. Yeah. And reclaiming that power, that's kind of one of the reasons why I wrote what I wrote. Because, like, you know, I realized I was giving my power away. Yeah. And how do I reclaim my power? And how do I take it back on a regular basis, right? I don't yeah. want to watch the news. And I don't want to be an employee in my own business. Like, I don't want to work 24 hours a day. 
23. I you know that I am in my own business, but yeah. I had to draw the line and set my own boundaries. Exactly. Right? I work, I come to the computer at 10, my shows are 11 and one, I do the editing, I do this, I do that five o'clock, unless there is an absolute deadline for something, I'm off the computer. It's my time now. Mm-hmm. But initially it was, oh no, I've got to work this, I've got to do that. No, why? If I don't get it done today, I didn't get it done. Unless it's absolutely imperative I get it done, it can wait for tomorrow. Right. Why am I putting stress on myself? Why am I taking precious time away from myself? Mm-hmm. For what? For whose approval? Yeah. And who and who's going to benefit from it? And like, yeah. especially if you have like service-based businesses and like, I know I have this article. I have not published it. I should publish it called Chasing Shiny Objects mm. and how we chase contracts, right? Yes. And we chase these different contracts and we want to cater to what the client is, right? And we want to do this and we want to like make sure we, we want to make sure we're offering everything the client needs. And I, and I said this before, did you see Chanel modify their prices for the customer when mm-hmm. they argue about how expensive it is? Yes. No. Mm-hmm. Did you see Joe Gabbana, like all of these um Apple and Macs? Yes. Modify their prices because you disgruntle or how expensive it is or how it looks? Nope. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, buy something else. Buy something else. Exactly. Buy it within your price bracket. You know, do your due diligence. Yeah. And the thing is. When you put that worth upon you and go, you know, this, this service I'm offering, I can consciously say is worth the price you're paying. Exactly. Right? And then you own it. As you said, you stand, you know, you, you stand, stand in it. And, uh, and that is if people can't afford it. Now, I always believe in philanthropy and I always believe that uh, for some people, that there is always the giveaway at some point to help some people. Because the more we help them, the more they stand on their own two feet, and the more they become a solution for everyone else. My problem when I was giving everything away. <laughs> and that's something actually I'm going to be working with one of, one of my people on resetting my financial set of mind because I'm still inclined to do that. But it is, it's also, let's look at people at, as their worth, not only from the dollar point of view. I hate looking at people and saying, oh, they're rich, they're this, they're that. No, I want to see the enrichment of who they are, the abundance of who they are, the flawsomeness of who they are. That's where I see their enrichment, not the dollar sign that shines around them. Who are they? Who are they willing to become? Yes. And like I always ask that question, what are you willing to become? What kind of Ida icon? And and you'd be shocked especially with some of my, um, with people around the world, even if they have businesses, they're like, oh, I don't know. And they look and like, I'm like, you got to ask yourself the five whys. Why, yeah. why, why, why? So you get to the root, right? Well, if and- you don't ask why, you're not inviting either the problem or the solution. Mm-hmm. And if you're going, why me? then all you're doing is stepping into victimization Mm -hmm. right and but if you ask to say but why do i keep repeating this pattern then you're allowing your mind to actually look at well you're repeating this pattern 
over and over again. Where does it stem from? Okay, how do I shut that down? Yeah. Right? And it, the answers always come to you too. But we've got to step out of our, our own drama in many ways. Yeah. I think um, we... And like, this is like the last chapter of my book is living in chaos. Cause after you build up, you're now in chaos. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember, um, I did an event. So I do all of these, um, simulations. I do these different events and I actually did an event called living in chaos. And I turned the event center into a landfill, like literally have garbage everywhere. And like within the piles and midst of garbage, I have these signs like, and these signs say these negative self-talk that we tell mm -hmm. each other that keeps us really stuck in these moments, right? And the whole point is that like, we allow this garbage, a lot of these mind trash, yes. uh, even physical trash yes. to, to pollute our lives. We do. And then we don't, we and then these. I wonder why. I wonder me. why you know it's repeating itself. Well, that's what mm -hmm. you're feeding. That's what you're feeding. You're feeding the monster. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, what, what do you expect to change? Mm -hmm. I mean, when you talk mindless behavior, it's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. It's insanity. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So it's that, but there is the different mindless behavior on the other side of the coin, which is soul and heart and spirit wisdom mm -hmm. you step into that presence and you allow what you need to know when you need to know it to be then there is that divine wisdom that knows how to extract from the knowledge what it needs to know in that moment and that is such clarity and such truth but mm -hmm. we think that we've always got to be in this upper intellect which again is coming from an educational dictation of what you should be rather than what you are and if we can be present with self and allow the divine wisdom to come and speak to us, then we have the clarity of what we need to do in that next moment because it's clearly in front of us. Mm -hmm. and I feel without like, shiny objects. Without shiny objects. <laughs> I feel like our mirrors are smoking. Mm. We need to clear them. So, Oh, they're distorted. Are... They've got a wobble in them. <laughs> I know. <Yeah. laughs> they need to see it clearly. <laughs> yes, I can see clearly now. The mirror is clear. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. When I was a coach, I used to use mirror therapy. Would have I would have people talk in the mirror, oh, and I would God. and it would be you know tell the mirror everything that that's wrong in life, and have them speak to it and really look at themselves. And I think when they say it enough, they start realizing they're pulling the wool over their own eyes or they're lying to themselves. And then it's like, well, if you keep feeding that, isn't that going to keep growing? Now, how about you tell the mirror all the things to be grateful for in your life? And when you talk about gratitude and you talk about what you love, your entire persona changes, the body changes, the light in your eyes, the tone of your voice, and it lightens you up. And it's like that reflection coming back at you, which reflection do you want to live with? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's very, um, it's something that like we refuse to do because I used to do it for, um, I used to do it when I was a vocal major. I'm doing a mirror. They like sing in front of the mirror. And I, the first time I laughed, yes, I started laughing. And then I got used to it. I'm like, oh, I understand it. Yeah. 
And it, it, it takes a while to get comfortable because we were so comfortable. We are so comfortable being everything else. An illusion of what we think we are. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than the truth but, of what's in front of you. What, yeah. And what is the truth in front of us, you know? Yeah. And like I said, we're so dynamic. But like, if we can, if we're only at our 10%, I always say 50%. What if we can get to that 100%? Yes. What if we like, I mean, even go 10% each year, if you get to that, if you can climb that capacity, yeah, start to expand your mind, who can you really become? I mean, you know, that 100% may be on the deathbed when you finally have a different clarification, because when you stop learning, you stop living. We're here to constantly live in wonderment. Mm -hmm. We're constantly, what else? Where yeah. else? You know? Who else can I be? And if we allow ourselves to go through that journey of always, there's always something else. And it's not like there's always something else to fulfill me, like mm -hmm. in the sense of needing to fill me up, but there's always something else to explore that is so wonderful. And I think if we lose that exploration. We lose a great deal of our own living capacity because we stop wondering. We start withering. Yeah. And I feel like people are attracted to the youth because of this innocence. Yes. And I and because of this That's openness. So mm. Right. But the thing is that we can we can ignite that innocence within us and that openness, right? Because I feel like the more the older you get, the more you're supposed to, the more dynamic you are. And it seems like everybody starts to go like this. They're blooming in their 20s. And when yeah. they get to their 30s, they're like, oh, yeah, I got to conform and I got to be a big person. <laughs> and then they get to their 40s. You're like, they're now going through this midlife crisis, which if you talk to a 90-year-old to a 40-year-old, they're like, yeah, you're a joke. Yeah. And then you get to 50s. <laughs> All of this, then you got all of these diseases. We wear each other out. We are just living to die. Like, yeah, or are, dying to live. You know, dying to live. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. it's just almost like, where is this continuum? Like, as you, you get into the sea, you grow older, you go older, and you're like, now you're starting to be this bold of light, yes. like moving through life flow and like. I even talk about me and this, um, I even talk about my art um, philosophy and how we need to be in state of flow. Yeah. Oh, and yes. And like being able Life to is fluidity. acknowledge. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That creativity within us. Oh, I 100% agree with you. If we're not in the flow, we're in the no. Yeah. You know, and, I, right. and it's not the K and no. <laughs> you know, it's the yeah. no. You know, the, like the, the, there's no, nothing no, happening. No. You know, yeah, exactly. And, you know, and you talk about the old, I live with an 89 year old who still drives, would still work if there was work for her. And she's just got a childlike exuberance over her. The way, you know, um, that she had polio when she was young. She lost her twin sister. Her fiance was killed four days before the wedding. She's been through her shit in life, right? And yet she always chose the attitude of be appreciative of what you do have. There's always something to be grateful for. And I think that attitude is a very healthy attitude. I think we've become, especially in the last 30 years, with consumerism being rammed down our throat, that unless we have this, or unless we have that, we're not going to be happy. And we've forgotten how to simply be happy with ourselves. And be. Just be. be. Just, just be. Just become. Yes. This has become you. Just sit there and just like, oh, 
what do I really like to do? Do I like that or do I really don't like that? A lot of people do a lot of things that they don't like to do. Because like, they're expected to do it. But, you know, at some point, say no. Right. It's okay to say no. <laughs> yeah. It's not that you're supposed to do it. It's that you were trained to do it and you yeah. can untrain yourself on not do it. Uh, but do we've it. always done it that way. So I'm going to continue. Why? Are you happy? No. Then why are you going you down it? the road of misery? <laughs> yeah. Well, and, it's all I know. Well, you know what? If you had some wonderment, you would learn to know some more things. You know, um, comfort is a demon. Oh, God, yes. That nobody never wants to acknowledge. Complacency, and right? They need to come that, complacency, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and the more complacent you are, because I feel like the older you are, the more complacent you are, the younger you are, you're like, I, I knew all of this and I was going after my dreams and then as I get older, I'm confined to this. And then now I don't know who I am because I lost time. And like, you're like, okay, you can't teach the youth anything because yeah. you haven't found yourself. So right. now we have the blind leading the blind. And I feel like this is the slave game that we were injected to. Yes. It's almost like we have like, I mean, it's slaves on steroids. Mm-hmm. School, right. And I think that like it, we manufactured factory-based leaders. <laughs> the the droids that are manufactured, yeah. I, it is, it's the same reiteration that keeps coming out of the mouth, the same almost hate rhetoric. It's just like, we're seeing this cycle constantly all the time. I call it a tornado where, you know, people get caught in this tornado of hate and discontent mm-hmm. and discord and disconnect and everything, this, 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 and they don't know how to get out of it. Well, mm-hmm. if you want to get out of a tornado, you've got to go to the eye of the tornado, yeah. go to the center to come out of it. But people are just, I'm caught in a tornado. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, don't be mindless in there. Go, okay, I'm caught in this. How do I get out? And, and once you start asking how you get out and you really want to get out, that's when you start seeing the exit signs. Yeah, and you start seeing an exit everywhere. And then, I mean, I just say that like our mentality, what we think and how we are is the is what we build. And so the governments are in the world this reflection of who the people are, right? Yeah. And like- yeah. you voted are, them. <laughs> those are toilets. Like those are, I'm not gonna- I mean, <laughs> they're well, manufactured. I mean, they're know, manufactured leaders. Okay, and, they're, and they're the manufactured. Fact that, that there was a certain president that you had not so long ago. That is just who he is and what he represents. Became a huge spotlight on the disconnect and the dysfunction of America. Hmm, I think he's a mirror. I think. Oh, a total mirror. It's, yes. I feel like all I feel like most of the presidents before him and even after him is garbage. Um, but you know, it's the trouble is with as you said, we elect them from our own discontent. Yeah. Now, if we were a truth with our own essence in our own presence, we would see who the true leaders are. The people that are really in the business of politics to serve the people, because they've mm-hmm. forgotten they're servants of the people. 
right? Yeah, and, if, I, and if we saw those people from our own selves, instead of reflecting our discontent and then avoid mm -hmm. pointing another discontented, you know, it's, it's that cycle, vicious cycle. We do it with marriages and relationships. We do it with jobs. We do mm -hmm. it with politics. We do it with friends. And we expect to gain a different result. No, I totally understand. And I feel like once we start to understand that we're all part of the same system and that we're the human race, I mean, those, I mean, a lot of these politicians in the governments of the world, yeah, it has to be, re it, has, it needs a facelift because I don't when think it, it, it needs a total reset, a total obliteration and a completely reset altogether of totally different people. Yeah, I mean, I, I really think that all of them can be canned. So like, yeah. we yeah. like, bye, give them all walk-in papers. There's one or two that are younger that I feel are in it for the right reason. And you can see it in their persona. They're generally people that are attacked, either gay or Hispanic, and they're attacked for being who they are. And they've got this thick skin. No, I'm here to do a job. I'm here for the people. If you have an issue with that, it's your issue. And they're strong enough because they're here for the right reason. And those are the people we need to get behind because they are the no-nonsense people. That's why they've been made a target yeah. because they're people that aren't going to put up with the BS anymore. Yeah. And like, but like, we got to be careful. I always say that like, be careful who we back, be careful who we talk about because all of them, because the ones that we do stand against sometimes are the real demons. You know, oh yeah i mean you know, four is all like they're all like it's yeah four again sometimes i sometimes i start to like get neutral i just get neutral with all of it because i see like oh my god eric all of them are it's just it's just crazy it's just a little bit more but i have crazy. a great belief in humanity when humanity chooses to take accountability for their own choices and come home to self and from that authenticity then step out in service of others because we're all here to be contributed and while we're pointing fingers that it's everybody else's fault which we like to do as a humanity there's three fingers pointing back at you going well what are you doing about it mm -hmm. are you a part of the problem are you stepping up to resolve things without the pitchforks the gun or the hate rhetoric mm -hmm. are you fixing yourself so your vibration and your frequency could be a part of that collective harmony. Or yeah. are you the, the nails on the chalkboard? <laughs> like the nails on the chalkboard. And like, or pushing them in the, in the chalkboard with the nails yeah. on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, like, even when you say that, your teeth cringe. I know. <laughs> yeah. It's just like the nails. <laughs> but we, we, we don't realize that we are the problem. But we also can be the solution. And only when we take accountability for ourselves and stop the mindless the beliefs mindless that are constantly there. going on and the puppeteering that you've beautifully drawn on your cover there of the brain being mm -hmm. pulled by strings. You know, when we surrender to the soul and the heart and the spirit of us, and the essence of our beauty of what we are as a beautiful divine creature in this universe, not just of this planet, then we realize we can be a part of the solution. But when we are looking to blame or looking to shame or looking to uh, abstain from any responsibility, mm 
then we are part of the problem. We are. And I think that like, we just need to like, we, I, I say we lay our beds according to how we live it, you know, how we sleep. And like, I feel like the responsibility is all on us. It's all on our, it's up to us yes. to save ourselves. You know that not to uh, save the world or anything. No, you're you, by, you're saving the world by saving yourself. Yourself, yeah. Because you become part of that collective solution. Right. Right. It's up to us. Improve yourself. You know. You know that terminology. You know, you've made your bed now. Lie in it. Yeah. Well, who says you can't unmake your bed or change the sheets or even change the mattress or the bed altogether? Why do we have to stay on that lumpy bed? Right. Nobody is bounding you into shackles. That's the worst part about like some of this stuff. Like some of this is all mental. It's like oh, we're man. not we're not shackled. We don't have like in some countries maybe you know, yeah. but like in I'm in a Western. I'm gonna speak for me being a Western civilization. Right. We don't have shackles on us. No, they're mental shackles. We are mental shackles, right? So how in like even my book cover, like you mentioned. If you really look at it, the marionette bends and yes. like how that gold comes out and the strings are starting to break. Right. And I feel like the strings are starting to break and like we're trying to break that barrier, the barriers. But most of the time we don't know how. That's the big so, that's the big question. The how you've got mm -hmm. so many people say, but, yeah, but how? But what do I do? I don't know how to break the cycle. Yeah. Well, first, uh, take a deep breath. <laughs> right. <laughs> take a deep breath. And the how will present itself, whether it's you with your pro wonderful program or somebody else. But the how will always present itself when you take the deep breath and become present with yourself. What do they say? When the student is ready, the teacher, teacher will, will appear. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh but, you know, we're, too, we're too frantic. The how? The how? The how? Well, again, clench fist, clench body. How can you receive anything? You talked about that chaos. When you become that state of chaos, how can clarity come? Yeah, how can that really come? And I and I tell people, um, those how-to books don't serve you. Mm -hmm. And like, because now you're reading a training manual. You mean, now you're reading another manual <sighs> that another person wrote. Like, that never doesn't well, make sense and you're trying them. to make sense out of it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So the how-to's like, let tell me what to do. I'm not gonna tell you what to do. I'm just gonna lay these options. Pick. Yes. Right? So there's be, a high level of be interactive. Be yes. partic participate Indeed. in your own life, you know? Yeah. And like um in my in my business consulting, um I have three words engage, experience, evolve. I love it. So it goes like, it goes like, let's, let me engage with you. Let me yes. lean in. Let me become curious. And let me now, let me experience like go and taste things. Right. Can we do it? And I ask people a lot, like, what did you have for breakfast? And like, what time did you have it? And like exactly what was in that breakfast and did you taste it? Yeah. Most people can't even tell you. Right. Yes. No. I think I had, well, I'm not sure. Was that the other day? Yeah, I guess they're not it tuned into the now. But you know that you showing how engaged you are in them helps them because you're mirroring back 
them become engaged with themselves. Yeah, okay. So many people are looking to coaches and other people, fix me, fix me, fix me. No, mm -hmm. you're not there to fix them. You're there to show them the skills and the tools of how to repair their thinking for themselves. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of like the flawed um, perception of coaches that mm. um, most coaches are teaching their lives for the people <laughs> their lives, right? Are they functional and or dysfunctional? <laughs> check their lives out first. Wait, check it out, right? <laughs> Instead of like evolving the person life you like here are the tool but here's some of the tools that work for me but you don't need to be part of this program or this step-by-step -step process it's almost like these are some tools that are general yeah and I feel like that is missed that people want to infuse how they do things versus have them come to a solution yes. for it and I teach my clients to become better problem solvers and that's the I greatest gift you can give them. Yeah. Not careers. Right. And if this is what you want, let's go after it within, does it make sense? And is this something that you're willing to become? You're, you're having them mirror back what the problem is so they can actually see in the mirror what the solution is. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I'm, I'm talking through it. And sometimes I see what they can become. I'm not going to tell them that. I'm no, just sitting there like staring. Show them. Show I them by letting you. them be willing to take the journey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. But, but the biggest, I think, issue is, is that we've become such an instant society and we don't know how to be patient. We want it now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we want that downloadable app, that pill, that quick solution that's going to resolve everything. And that's why we see so much addiction today, because people are trying to take something to take away the pain uh, to take away the disconnect and not the sense of not belonging. And they're, they're taking everything else to take it away without dealing with it because you can't outrun yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't outrun your demons. Mm -hmm. You have to stand and face mm -hmm. them to resolve them to move on. Yeah. There is yeah. resistance yeah, is futile. You know, you at some point you have to face it. Mm -hmm. So there's no point in hiding from it or running from it. It's find that right person that you have a connection with, that you feel you're on the same wavelength with, that can help you resolve it. And I feel like we need to, I mean, even different ways we need to solve, we need to face our demons. And there's We've a lot of them. demons. Yeah, mm -hmm. there's a lot of demons that lie within every, if it's in yeah. every one of us. And I, if you're towards the last chapter of my book, I talk about the battle between light and dark. Mm -hmm. And we're both. There's the same coin, two sides, right? And there are going to be those moments that are very dark, but nothing lasts forever. And like right. we can, if we if we don't have those dark moments, we won't really appreciate the light that we have and the possibilities or everything that are blessings that we can manifest in our lives. And that's the reason why um, I always say we need to activate the God within us. Yeah. Because we I, are gods in our own ways. Yes. That divine presence of whatever, you know, and, and God, we're not talking religion. We're talking about a divine source of energy that is more powerful than us, that when we channel it, when we allow it to come through, is our clarity. And that's the flow. That is the flow. And, you know, with the darkness and the light, <clears throat> I disappeared into the darkness for about eight years of my life. Um, 
bad marriage, a few things going on. It was my escapism. And I was, I saw the light always there, but just, I was getting comfortable in the dark. And then it was, I have to come out into the light. When I came up to the light, it was blinding and I felt shadows chasing me all the time. But as I got used to the light and got more comfortable with the light within me, I can go into the darkness now without any fear because I am the light within the dark. That mm-hmm. I had yeah. to be willing to take the journey to be comfortable, not escape into the dark, not be afraid of the dark, but be at peace in the dark because I know I am the light. And then we got to go in order for us to find our talents. Like I said, we got to burn down that house. Yes. And those darkness, those dark moments and that trauma that we run away from and avoid and put in a box is what we really need to open and just lean in, become curious. And like, is there some lesson that I can learn from this? Right. And I just feel like we, I mean, it's if we, once we lean in, Imagine how much powerful, how much power, how powerful we can become. And awesome. I, you know, I love this word flawsome. Uh, you know, oh, you take yeah. a Japanese or Chinese bowl that breaks and they fix it with gold thread and it becomes more valuable mm-hmm. because of our cracks, you know, because we've had to put ourselves back together sometimes in the essence and the substance of how we put ourselves back together is stronger than any glue or any gold in the world. And it's what makes us flawsome. You know, it's through our flaws that we became so awesome. And, and there is nobody in the world that hasn't got a flaw because that's yeah. human nature. But we can be so utterly awesome if we allow ourselves to be. Yeah. But again, let it go. Yeah, let yeah. it go. That's why that song was so popular because it related so much to people, <laughs> right? You know, we carry so much and we don't realize what we're carrying. And if you recognize it, and that's, that's where sometimes you need somebody else to see it in you and mirror it back or show them in the mirror what you're seeing yeah. so they can see it for themselves. Because so often they just, I just don't know how, I don't know what it is you're seeing. I don't know why I keep doing this. And they just need that help from somebody to show them what it is they're seeing, why they're seeing it, and then the empowerment they have in order to delete it. Mm-hmm. and I mean the power is in the awareness yes it is and I always say I'm seeding I'm activating mm. people yes and, like, and what with that activation once you activate you can't go you can't deactivate yourself it's no. one you're of switched things. on baby you're yeah, switched you're, on <laughs> the light is on the light is yeah. on yep it's, even if you go into the darkness the light's with you yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean it's time to party yeah like, and like it's and it's going to purge and it's going to bleed out on you yeah but you got to know that we're going to be okay yes yes and that the okay is you know that peace you seek out there that love you seek out there it's all in here Hmm? become the love become the peace become the joy and then by becoming it you are it. And that is then the essence and the resonance that you are now sharing out with everybody else. Yeah. That's where you are the you. solution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I'm here. I'm waiting for you. You know, yeah. let's walk. And we all trying to walk each other home. You know, really what we're talking about is to simplify things. I mean, we get one layer of other, you know, your parents, 
issues imposed upon you, societies, this, that, etc. And it's like a heavy coat that you're lugging around. You don't even know you're wearing. And when you become aware of it and you go, you know, I don't need to lug this around anymore. It's not even mine. Right. It doesn't even fit. And then you're willing to let go of it. And then you almost feel naked for a while. But then look upon yourself as a newborn child and look at your eyes through like a newborn child's eyes with such wonderment, gratitude and love and see the world through a different lens. Yeah. Another perspective, um, another perspective, another way of viewing things. Yeah. And, you know, it's when we let go and we look at that, really living in that essence and that presence is really quite simple, isn't it? Mm -hmm. it's amazing like a deep breath all the time and this is the, <laughs> and you talked about as you get older kind of the silliness that comes out in older people mm -hmm. well this is because they ain't buying that doodah anymore baby <laughs> you know it's about lollipops and sunshine let's go and have fun right we've it's forgotten just... how to have fun mm -hmm. and like as you get to because i'm in an age that like everybody wants to work you know, like they, they, and I, I'm a worker too, but like I work in different ways. Like I love to like do my job and then go play. Yeah. So I like play to in be, your job. Right. And I like to be efficient. I love to play my job too, but I'm very efficient. If I'm like working on something really hard and I'm yeah. like, okay, I need to figure out how to get this done and cut time so I can go play. Yes. I can go meditate, go do my everything I love yeah. to do. Right. Go and enjoy and think, nature. Yeah, go enjoy run out or run around. Go catch some butterflies. Like, yes. yeah, I have an 18 month nature. old grandson, and being with him is such a joy because I've learned to be present with myself and just being present with him mm -hmm. and the simple little joys. And um, he loves coming in the car with grandma. And he always wants to go in the car with grandma because. We will chat with each other or we'll have a good screaming match just for the sake of screaming or we'll make funny songs. You know, I've taught him how to go. And it's like, I could be silly buggers with him and I love it. And he loves it too. And it's that, you know, why can't I be this anywhere else? Why, am, why is it, you know, that I have to be around a child to be silly buggers? And it's like, no, you know, let just, let the silliness out sometimes. Stop taking life or yourself so seriously. I know. And it's sometimes, like, I, I, I like to be silly. And yeah. I will be, like, if I say, if you want to cry, just laugh. And yeah. when the cry, the tears will yeah. go away. And you're, like, and, and, when I tell, and when I tell my teams that, and even people that, when I'm part of teams with my different work, they start saying that this is right. Like, yeah, let's start laughing. And like, the more you think and start being silly, like the, 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 the worries and the stress of life is just dissipate. It does. It goes away. It just like, you know how contagious laughter is? Yes. You know, somebody starts laughing and you have no idea what they're laughing at and you start laughing at them and then, and it's like peanuts. You can't stop eating them. We're laughing. You can't stop laughing, you <laughs> yeah. know, but it's the same as, you know, as I've just written my memoir and there was a memory of me at the Montmartre steps in Paris. And I was there with uh, my brother's ex-girlfriend who's an artist and we were sitting there and then somebody came up with some drums 
and I was 20 and carefree and I just started dancing to the drums. Then somebody came up with a guitar and somebody came up with something else. I don't know where they came from, but all of a sudden there's all this music around me and I'm busy dancing. And then obviously people asked her my name. Now they're chanting my name. And then we kind of get up and we all stop going off into the Mamath restaurants and places like that, singing and as dwindling out. It was like you would see in a movie, but it was real life. And it was one of those moments of just like, I didn't care who was looking at me or judging me or anything else. I was present. And in my presence, I invited other people's presence. And we created a wonderful memory and a wonderful feeling that lightened us all up. Why are we yeah. so scared to do that? Uh, I know. And I like and I like to act the fool. Like, yeah. like I am so playful. Oh, like, my kids, I mean, my kids think I'm a fool anyway because I'm dyslectic and I say words upside down or I invent words or you know, I get things, you know, and so they're always making fun of me. So if you know <laughs> you go yeah, along with it. <laughs> I do not care. Like yeah. I mean why not like Popeye, I am what I am <laughs> yeah and like you get it, it, it is like you know um you get people call you fascinating but why am I fascinated this could be like we could have a house party with life yes. yes if we wanted to and still get the job done right. even in a cut time and I think it's like I mean, I like theme parties. I always used to have those. And like when we had the Oscars with the kids, I'd have them all dress up for the Oscars, you know, to watch them. And they were kids and maybe they didn't even see the movies, but they liked the dressing up. We had karaoke back then. Mm -hmm. So we loved the singing, whether it was good or not. My kids used to put on performances all the time for us. And then if I wanted them to behave, I'd start singing opera because they'd do anything to shut me up. Right? So <laughs> you look at different ways you know there was enough heaviness in their lives you know with what was going on between their father and I so we had to look for other ways to lighten things up and uh, you know and it's it's important to lighten things up because it's so easy to become bogged down and then afterwards you got to like why was this so heavy why was this so heavy and I you know it's not a nice feeling right so lighten it up have yeah. fun what are we here for I, and I'm still trying to figure out, like, why if we're if we're here to live, why are we walking around like a funeral procession? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like sometimes people walk around and you're like, walking "Did you go dead. to a funeral today?" <laughs> you know, I love watching the show The Walking Dead, and they go, "Oh, I don't like zombies." I said, "It's not about the zombies; it's about what people would do to live, right? Mm -hmm. How it changes them, or or or." or how strong or the essence of what they become but there are so many people that are the walking dead in life they just zombified their lives just going through lives totally mindless mm -hmm. detached Very mindless, yeah yeah and it's like until you become engaged with yourself and stop just going by this mindless robotic walking death you're mm -hmm. not living and it's up to you to decide to become engaged. No one can make you engaged. You've got to make that choice. Yeah, there's this movie back in the 80s called Night and the Living Dead. Yes. And like all of a sudden and people were like zombies and they were eating each other up mm -hmm. and like they were going through this. And I was like, whoa, this is a true story. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. We gobble people up, right? You know, have you noticed how 
when somebody um, does something wonderful and we put them up on a pedestal, God forbid they should be human and do something slightly out of sorts. Now we tear them apart and start eating their flesh. What is it? Is a physical um, representation of what we are actually doing Mm. in real life. Why? In real life. I know. know? And, And then you're like, this is actually pretty real. It's just metaphorically done to yes. like amplify yep. the experience. Yeah. It's Ex- pretty gory. And we are pretty gory. And that's what I'm saying. We're pretty yeah. gory. You I know? mean, you look at the way we treat each other. Really, animals. I mean, uh, we are worse than animals. Animals are much kinder to each other. They are much kinder to each other. They have so much more empathy. We are the animals in, in, the, in the disrespect side of things. I don't know how human beings um, can do what they do to other people. And, but when you look at it, as you mentioned earlier, you know, people that come from pain or dysfunction or abuse, mm-hmm. they're the ones that become abusers. And they, they didn't like the experience themselves but they never came out of the trauma. They never looked at it and disconnected from it or deleted that emotion to do with it. And they become an abuser, even in a different way, because that's all they know. And where along the line are we recognizing this? Not in our school system, not even in your church system, not in the family, because the family is all dysfunctional anyway. We need to recognize this early on. And reset and rechannel them, redirect them into recognizing they're repeating that pattern and how to delete that control of that pattern. As you said, the chaos and the garbage that they keep carrying are on and reset their minds into a more empowering and uplifting way. But if we don't recognize it, and we don't do something about it, then what do we got? A society as it is right now. Yeah, and I always say that, like, you know, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. Yes. And, and I ask people, and people say, well, you know, we don't know. How do you know that you're in a cult? <laughs> when you're sheeple going, bah. Yeah, <laughs> when you're almost over that, and when your house is burned down, you're almost yeah. over that cliff, and you're hanging off to your life, then you realize, oh, wait, there's something, and there's something wrong with this picture, right? right? Yes. Because it has to. Oh, when burn you're being down. sacrificed. Right. <laughs> wait, wait, hold up. I'm a human sacrifice now. I didn't see this coming. You didn't see this coming. What? It's right here. It's like when you're watching a show and they're going into the basement, you know, and have Freddy Krueger's upstairs, you know, and it's like, don't go in the basement. And it's like, we do. We keep going to the basement. And it's like, why? Why do we keep repeating? There is so much knowledge and awareness out there today. Why do we keep repeating the things that victimize us? Just like... Um, mindless behavior. Yeah, mindless <laughs> behavior. Just like, just last thing, but like, just like in uh, artificial intelligence, right? Mm-hmm. They're building like human beings to look like humans yeah. now, right? So you know that if you build it enough and make them extremely intelligent, they're going to think that they can take us over because as a human, we're already, there's already like dysfunctions in us all over, right? And that's all programming, right? But but also 
we're already taken over, mm -hmm. right? We're such a slave to the phone. We're already being doctrined very much by what we're doing. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Hold on one second. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Sorry about the interruption there. But, you know, we have to some point recognize, hell, I just did that. Deja vu. Why am I repeating it? Yeah. Over and over. Why are you doing it? And like when you stop to think, it's like, is this all worth it at the end? What can I do to make my life better? I had a wonderful woman on that was actually a host here for a while. And she's actually kind of from the hillbilly world. And uh, everybody in her family was an alcoholic. And she said at 15, she had a glass in her hand. And she looked at her family and put the glass down and said, not me. Mm -hmm. And she lost 10 family members to alcohol. She tried to get her father off it. And for a while he was. And then the demons called him back. And then he drank himself to death. But she had made that conscious decision. I'm breaking the cycle. Mm -hmm. At some point, we've got to find that courage, don't we? To say, yeah. just because it has been, doesn't mean I have to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I totally understand that breaking the cycle of reactivity is something that we need to uh, embrace and not being so hard on ourselves. Like, you know, the drinking is because those demons, it's not the alcohol that basically drunk them to death, it's the um, yes. attachment to it. Yes, and it's like you're it's cutting the, the strings. It's the wanting. It's yeah. the wanting, and it's the needing to it, and like not being able to get to the root of the situation yeah. of what you experience that, and realizing it's like, for example, some addictions like alcohol is a physical manifestation of a deep rooted issue. Yeah, as so, in any drug or any addiction and, of any yeah, kind. Any addiction is a deep rooted. Man, it's a man physical manifestation of a deep-rooted issue that you haven't really solved. If there's so something you, you can't it? do without, be it a food, be it drugs, alcohol, sex, shopping, anything like that, that you know, it's I've got addiction. to do it. I've got to do it. It's, it is a, an addiction. Where is it coming from? Yeah. Where is it yeah. coming from? And I think, again, like you have those three lovely steps, which are really, you know, see it for what it is and um, you know claim it but if we look to things oh it's so hard it's going to be so hard to do this I don't know if I can do this I don't know if I have the strength or the courage you've already talked yourself out of it mm -hmm. but Those if you look at it signs. yeah yeah and but if you look at it you know I'm willing to give it all I've got I'm willing to go down this journey of self-discovery and release myself from these patterns that are holding me back and I'm mm. willing to give it my all, then you're going to see that recovery be so much faster. And then you understand, and then like you're starting to understand the root yes. of why these addictions are there. If you, you can stop something, you can stop drinking, right? But somebody can stop or you can stop like smoking or you can do whatever these addictions is, right? Somebody can stop it. But if they're not fixing the root of the issue, they're going to pick that thing up right back. There's always evasive roots that will yeah. keep on growing until you actually de-root them. Yeah. You got to yank it out. Yank it out and obliterate it. Yeah. Right. And make sure that you plant something else in its place that is joyful, that mm -hmm. serves you, that is something that can nurture you. Um. 
But it, that willingness to, to recognize there is a problem, then the willingness to say, I want help, whom and how, right? Uh, and then the willingness to take that journey. And that journey is going to be as long or as that short as your participation, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be as if, if that journey could be long or that journey could be long and uncomfortable, mm-hmm. or it could be really enlightening. So, yeah. So your mm-hmm. book, you know, about mindless uh, beliefs, but cutting the, those mindless beliefs and seeing them for what they are and how mindless they are, how soulless they are, how heartless they are, and recognizing it for what it is, is a catalyst into uh, recognizing the problem and then seeking out the solution? Yeah, recognizing it, but more of like uh, questioning it. Yeah. Question like, why does it exist? And then like, then seek out the solution. But like, we had to gain that clarity. If you're not willing to see the problem, how can you resolve it? Yeah, yeah, you can't. You don't don't have to relive everything. You know how it used to be, tell me about your mother. And you have to relive all of your pain. The circle therapy, I say circle, the circle therapy. Sometimes it it works with people. You talk yourself to death. Yes, yes. You know, uh, uh, I have fibromyalgia and I remember going to um, uh, a, a kind of a workshop. Well, not even a workshop, just a meeting. And the person said to me, sorry, don't say anything. And I listened to this. And the guy leading it had once been a drug addict. And I realized that his addiction now was other people's pain and sorrow. Mm-hmm. And he began, I know it's so hard. I know it's so difficult. You can rely on me. So the addiction had been now of people relying on him and believing it was so hard and difficult and so painful that they couldn't get through it without him. Mm-hmm. And of course, I couldn't hold myself back. And eventually it is like, well, why do you keep feeding it? Why do you keep worrying? Why do you keep looking at it so negatively? Because it's going to continue to be painful if you keep telling yourself it's painful. You know, it's so interesting that you say that because a lot of people, um, sometimes they're the best, but sometimes they're the worst to even leave. Yeah. That the ones that were the addicts or they have been through the trouble and saying, yeah. hey, I'm going to help. is almost like they haven't fully healed or they, they haven't, haven't, haven't fully, completely deep rooted. They haven't <laughs> deep rooted. They, you know, healing is an evolution process. Yes. I mean, shoot, there is so much trauma out here. I don't even know. I mean, it's just a lot, right? Yes. But it's it's the taking the root and understanding the root. Yeah, you can't say I'm healed and then I'm gonna open a battered shelter. But you have been battered all your life. Yes, and now you came. You thought you came out through the other side of it, but like it's almost like that energy cannot be destroyed, created, nor destroyed. It's just only transferred, right? Unless so you really. Energy. And the thing is, you know, the best teachers are those that have gone through it. Only if they have completely deep rooted and reset. Yeah, deep root and re- reset. Right, yeah. because if they haven't completely deep rooted and completely reset and redirected their life, they can help other people going through it because they understand. But they mm-hmm. can only truly help them if they truly and honestly have redirected and reset themselves. And you know, again, for ten and a half years of doing this, I've. I've interviewed people who have had some horrific things happen to them Mm -hmm. and they can talk about it and they can talk about what they do without any attachment to it. 
Mm -hmm. right it and is that's something where you need to be that's right and so they can relate i understand what you're going through i've been there i'm no longer there i'm no longer attached to that that is just to help you understand i've been through what you've been through now this is what i offer you to help you in moving forward should you willing to partake so they're an inspiration that begets an invitation but they can only be beneficial if they've truly derooted yeah and I feel like there's some of that, there's some of that, like, debris. Yes. And there's a lot of debris. And, like, I mean, you're totally right with the people, the bet they can understand that better. I just sometimes see a lot of the... They're not completely there yet. So, yes. Half full circle. Yes. And, they, and we've also got to, to realize that, you know, in, in, in any trauma that we've been through, there is cellular memory. And that cellular memory is going to come up. And when it does come up, it's just you thought you deep-rooted it, you thought you got rid of it, but that cellular memory comes up. You have to see it for what it is. Mm -hmm. It's just a memory caught up in our cells. It's not a repeat. I don't need to be victimized by it anymore. I can just release it, let it go. Let it go, yeah, I know. So it's taking ownership over it because mm -hmm. you've already got rid of it. There will always be, you know, some, as you said, debris or residual that will come up. That doesn't mean you're going backwards. Just something, yeah. you know, there's some dust in the corner you forgot to clear. Yeah. <laughs> and some, and then, you know, it, some people are very good at it. Like me, I, I'm a, I emotionally, I regulate myself emotionally a, mm. a lot, right? So if I'm going through trauma, it's kind of like, I can literally look at things from different, a different perspective. And so my experience is going to be different, yeah. you know, but it took me a long time. It, it was, yeah. it, it, it is something that I had to grow to learn because right. of a lot of my family background. Yes. And like, you know, I mean, sometimes when I talk about my story and stuff like that, they, people say, you're saying it with a straight face and it's yeah. just almost like, there's no attachment to the, there's no emotion. And for a long time, I'm like, there was, maybe there was something wrong with me that I'm really detached from it. But then at the same time, I'm like, no, it's just the experience. I'm not the experience. You're not, a, you're not victimized by it anymore. I'm not, yeah, I'm yes. not, yeah. I'm learning from it, but this is not my identity. So I'm not yes. going to embody a stamp in time. Exactly. It happened to you which you made happen for you mm -hmm. to grow from to go so you can go through it, so yeah. that you can go through it set into your own rhythm and that that's the thing is being able to talk about things that happened in your past um as i said I've, I've been writing my memoir and somebody said oh you're going to share all the pain i said no i'm observing my life of things that have happened to me as an i'm writing it as an observer they happened i was left feeling like that but it's not who i am today it was part of my journey in becoming who I am today, right? And if this whole thing about I want to know the drama, I want to know the pain, that is, again, a mirror of the pain and drama that's in you that you have not yet spent. Yeah, and then I, I um, he, and I, just because I, I'm very calm with a lot of things, they, they, the vulnerability, I'm very, I'm a very vulnerable person. It's just, I say, I don't, need to like have a lot of those deep emotions like those crying and stuff yes. I am still emotional but it's not I can articulate 
what's happening, what am I experiencing, yeah. right? And that's what we're lacking is almost like finding the words mm. for our pain. Yeah. Yeah, it's missing sometimes. It's also emotions are all very good because they're, they're there to indicate what we're going through at the time. So you always acknowledge your emotion, spend your emotion, but don't become emotional about your emotion. Yeah. And I think that like we do um, the, those like not, not able to regulate because I think intelligence is a construct. Yeah. And I think it's everybody has some level of intelligence and like saying emotional intelligence is kind of like, Yes. Kind of like doesn't make any sense. No. So like, I think we're not we're not regulate. taught though, are we? We're not taught to to acknowledge our emotions, taught to suck it up, you know, taught to get a hold of yourself, you know, to what are you crying about? What what are you you're just making a mountain out of a molehill? And we're not encouraged, you know, why are you feeling like that? What's mm -hmm. caused it? Okay. Right now, just have a good cry or have a good yell or have a good something else. Do you feel better now? Good. You spent the emotion. Let's move <laughs> on. But if we don't acknowledge the emotion, it keeps fermenting and growing and getting, growing those roots. And yeah. then we don't know why we have that emotion anymore. We don't even know where it first stemmed from, but it's grown a life of its own. And it wreaks havoc. Yeah. And it wreaks havoc in our lives. It certainly does. What programs do you have for people to help them sever those unwanted emotions, de-root and embrace the beautiful flawsomeness? That's awesome that you asked me. So I do have like for business, I do have my thriving, I have my thriving um, program. So I have, I call them thriving experiences. So I have my thriving brand more for entrepreneurs, small businesses and startups that are looking to move from reactive to reflective in their business and like really get to the root of what they really want to do so they can pr produce sustainable results. And so my other program is for people that are, looking to like shift their mind and really alter what they're really look at their life from another lens mm -hmm. and being able to get tools for them to create those lives of their dreams. So this is my thriving minds experience. And this is more like more hands-on more like simulation based. I have different events, different um, I'm going to do group sessions, do programs and um, and also they have the book. So there's many different ways that people can like really engage with me in order to move their needle as well. And, you know, that's again, we're back to the word of engagement until you're willing to be engaged with your own mindless behaviors and understand what they are, how you can release them, how you can move on away from them, but become what you're really meant to become. You're not going to, you're going to be constantly living in that mindless pattern over and over again of old beliefs. You're, you're fixing the strings each time yeah. that somebody severs them for you. So again, it's back to that accountability of knowing something's not working for you, knowing that doesn't matter how much you try, it's just not working out. What are you doing wrong? It's not necessarily what you're doing wrong. It's the mindset in which you're doing it. Yeah. 
And it's totally the mindset in which you're doing it. And sometimes, like, we just need to switch lanes. Yes. And look at it from another perspective. Exactly. Tune into a different channel, folks. That particular radio station, station is static. It's actually obsolete. It actually went out of business, and you're still trying to listen to it. Right. You're still trying to find a station. Yeah. What's that station again? No, it's not working. Get out. Yeah, you're wasting so much time. You know, it's gone. It's obsolete. Let's move on. So if people want to be a part of the program, where do they go? Um, they can go to mindless-behaviors.com. And like um, they can check my book out and then they can read more about me. Or um, And then also my other website is Mirror Inc. 360. And then they can also set up a time there to even talk to me. You know, we can talk more. And that's, you know, that 360 view, right, of yeah. being able to look at ourselves from, you know, from all aspects, from all sides of the equation. And when we're willing to do that, you know, it's stop looking at yourself through the eyes of dysfunction that's been around you. Start mm-hmm. looking at yourself from the inside out, not the outside in. Start feeling who you are. See yourself from your heart and your soul. Let your spirit ignite your intelligence, your mind, and let it, you know, you'll know what you need to know when you need to know it, when you're in that state of wisdom, which there's that beautiful clarity that comes to you through your heart, soul, and spirit. We're not taught to be engaged with our spirit or with our soul or with our presence or our essence, who we are. The emphasis is always on the mind and the mind is a programming that will keep you recycling until you update it mm-hmm. into a different pattern. So, you know, get get with it by being yourself, right? Then you'll actually understand what you need to know when you need to know it. <laughs> yes, so. definitely. Break Very those good. strings, folks. Snap those strings. You know, we all have mindless behavior and we don't even realize sometimes we're on that treadmill until, you know, somebody mirrors it back to us. And then we go, oh, my God, I didn't realize I was doing that all the time. Once you realize you are and you want to get off, you need somebody that's going to help you along the way. Well, Beatrice is here to help you do that. And she's not going to fix you. She's going to help you navigate through what does not serve you, sever the strings of the mindless behavior, and recognize the essence within you so that you can walk in your own presence with confidence. And we all need that help. And she's here to help you. So again, they can reach out again to the sites, which is mirrorlink360.com. And also they can go to mindless-behaviors.com. And you're also on um, Facebook under your name. Can you spell your name out for people who may not know how to spell it? Oh, it's Beatrice. B-E-A-T-R-I-C-E-A-D-E-N-O-D-I. Adenodi. Right. So it's Beatrice.Adeloni on Facebook. You're also under Mirror Inc. 360. You're also under Mindless Behavior. Behaviors yeah. on Facebook. You're in LinkedIn. You're under your name. Yep. And, it's under my name. And, uh, and, uh, and people can reach out to you through the site. Yes. And they can get the book, uh, the book from Amazon. Yeah, and you can get it from many sources, Amazon. I also have a store myself, too. So. Right, wonderful. So through the site or through Amazon. And, you know, folks, you know, we've all been there. We've all been there. That's, that's to be human is to get caught up into some mindless behavior. But at some point, we've got to recognize it is mindless. We need to cut the strings. We need to recognize what's not serving us and look to, well, how can I serve myself better? 
How can I become more enriched and abundant myself? Because that is then the solution and the service that you bring to everything else in life. It's up to you. She's here to help you. You can reach out. You can have a chat with her to see if there's a fit. And then invest in yourself to take the program in order to enrich yourself. We all want you to be switched on into who you truly, really are and not be constantly living this mindless pattern that has been imposed upon you. So thank you so much for sharing with us today, love. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. Up to us, folks. Carry on being human walking dead or embrace the beautiful essence of our flawsomeness. It's up to you. Bye for now. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Find all of our shows on selfdiscoverymedia.com under podcasts or selfdiscoverymedia slash shows. And for all our current shows, go to What's New. We are supported by you, the audience. You'll see a nice big shiny blue button for one-time donations or follow us on Patreon and you will be able to support us there. We enjoy bringing you such wisdom. And the next show will be up in just a moment.